Hello, and welcome to the Extension Experience podcast with your hosts, Josh Bouchong, Trent Malachik, and Dana Zook. Here you'll find insights into Oklahoma agriculture from West Area Specialists employed by Oklahoma State University Extension. Their perspectives come from assisting county educators and producers in the areas of agronomy, animal science, and economics. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik. And Josh Bashong. Josh, I've been getting a lot of questions about the cost of grazing and what cattle on gain are going to be worth this year. So I threw together some calculations. I want you to kind of check me here and see if what I'm saying is actually correct. And whenever I get into these grazing situations, there's a lot of cost I don't account for. So it's kind of my disclaimer there. I'm just talking about the bare bones cost to to graze your wheat with cattle. So whenever we come in here and, and we look at how those costs kind of start out, I assume that I'm gonna be running one calf per two acres. Now, you'll see some budgets where it's one to one. I don't think this year that'll work because yeah. we've got, we didn't get enough early growth. Our wheat pasture's gonna be a little bit thin. So I'm, I'm considering, you know, one calf per two acres gaining 250 pounds. My mass right, that means 125 pounds per gain per acre, right? Yeah. Yeah. Work with me here. A bunch of <laughs> bunch of numbers in our head. <laughs> so so whenever we think about that, uh, on average, I use a 10% reduction from grazing. And you've scolded me before on uh, saying a 10% reduction from grazing isn't the whole story. So can you kind of go into what actually causes a reduction in wheat yield whenever we move into that dual purpose system? That's just, you know, semantics, I guess you can say. But at the end of the day, when you're doing calculations, we kind of figure that 10%. Uh, so what's that 10% coming from? Well, a big majority of it turns out is just the fact that we're planting earlier uh, okay. for a dual purpose system. So planting that two to four weeks earlier in dual purpose, we're gonna have a lot more risk of disease, insects, weeds. Uh, and then the other component, which is a third to half, depending on the year of that 10%. So 30 to 50% of that, is going to be from the actual grazing. And then we can always play with those numbers at the end of the grazing period when we're starting to hit first all stem, starting to go reproductive. If we're pulling off at the right time, that's a big factor in the grazing penalty, I guess you can call it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, the grazing penalty. It's so difficult to calculate because there's some years where you don't see a penalty yeah. or the, the yield might be better. But something... Yeah. We've had that trial at, at Marshall there for, what, 20-something years and... There's a couple years where the grazing paid out, but it was maybe we're running low on water and having less plant material out there using water was a better benefit. Sometimes it's avoiding diseases and just, for, but for the most part, there is a penalty to grazing. I'll say one thing I've noticed is anybody who has grazing dusted it in Yeah, and those fields are dirty with weeds. <laughs> there's, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of bromes and cheats and you know, hen bits been going gangbusters this year. If you had any weed pressure last year at all, it seems like it's been perfect conditions for those weeds to show up. And, you know, we get those conversations, you know, the cowboy says, well, it's green, it's worth grazing. Uh, but we do have some old research. I don't have it on hand, but Dr. Peeper, a previous small grains weed scientist at OSU, had some data that a clean wheat field produced more higher quality forage that you get better gains off of versus something that's chock full of cheat or any of those other bromes. Uh, so just because it is a grass growing out there 
yeah, you can get some grazing off of it, but you'd still be better off with a clean system. Now be careful. It's supposed to be an economics talk. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting a lot of agronomy on me here. But it all goes into it because yeah. we're trying to figure out exactly what it costs. And I just tend to use a 30 bushel per acre average yield, which isn't nearly high enough for recent years that we've seen here in north central Oklahoma. Yeah. Now, of course, depending on where you're on the state, that makes a big difference, obviously. But if if I'm figuring a 30 bushel average yield, 10% reduction, that's three bushels yeah. just for a number. Uh, your mileage may vary. But if I can sell those bushels for 750, then I'm going to have a grazing penalty, so to speak, of $22.50 an acre. And that in and of itself is higher this year just because of the wheat price. Yeah. And, you know, we tend to talk about if you're going to a dual purpose system where you're wanting to grow grain, well, if, if the wheat price is $3, the penalty from grazing is marginal at best. I mean, it's it's not really that big of a deal. But when we, wheat prices get above $7, you have to start thinking about it. And the other big elephant in the room here is the cost of nitrogen. And that's something that, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, I can't afford to apply nitrogen going on record here is saying that is a silly way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You got to get into marginal economics there. So if we price nitrogen, UAN, 2800, that liquid product, I'm figuring that's going to cost somewhere around a dollar per pound of actual nitrogen. Takes two pounds of nitrogen to grow a bushel of wheat on average, where that's kind of the number we tend to use. For on the grain side, yeah. On the grain side. So then that you're thinking that's going to cost uh, $2 a bushel, not including application to grow that wheat. Well, if you're selling it for over $7, somehow that makes sense to me, yeah. even with the high price of nitrogen. So it becomes important in my mind from a risk management standpoint to contract bushels, lock prices in, and go ahead and spend the money on nitrogen. That's another tangent. So getting back to where we were, you know, we talked about uh, the grazing penalty is $22.50 an acre. If I'm going to replace the nitrogen loss from grazing, which is why we top dress, we tend to go... Uh, looking at about 30 pounds of actual net in on that product. And that's about 10 gallon the acre, roughly when you figure out the weight of UAN and, and going out there. So we're looking at putting down 30 pounds of actual nitrogen. If that's a dollar per pound of actual in, that's $30. Yeah. And then you got to apply it. So is that six bucks? Is that five? Is that seven? Depending on where you are, you got to use a number. I use six. So we add all these numbers together, going fairly fast, and we get to something like $58.50 an acre for a 30 bushel potential yield. If you divide that by 125 pounds gained, which we talked about that one calf grazing two acres, gaining 250 total pounds, divided by two acres, 125 pounds of gain per acre, you get 47 cents per pound cost of gain to run calves on wheat. And that's just replacing what you're losing. Yeah putting down that top dress and the, the grazing penalty. So I think a lot of producers out there are going to going to notice that that number is pretty high and that cost of gain might be higher than what they've been getting paid to graze the wheat total for the last few years. So I just, I throw that information out there to think about your cost. If you think you have a 40 or 50 bushel potential yield, then obviously that grazing penalty could be higher. And at $7 or $7.50, whatever number you want to use for the wheat price, that's going to be even bigger number. So yeah. I've I mean, got, just chatter across the countryside. I've heard anywhere from 45 to 75 cents. Yeah. And so. you look at cost of gain in the feedlot, we're well above a dollar. Uh, it's going to depend on where you are, but I've heard as high as $1.25 a pound. Yeah. Just cost of gain. So if you send it to the feedlot, it's going to cost you that. If you graze on wheat, 
you know, we're talking about at least a cost of 47 cents per pound. And then you got to get into what, what type of care is being given, what the facilities are like, how good the wheat pasture is, is there water or their fences? Yeah. All this goes into figuring out what that value is. But I would definitely sit down and uh, so eloquently put by another agronomist who will remain nameless of uh, this napkin math or back, <laughs> back of the napkin math that I hear people talk about it. You know, we ran through those calculations pretty quick, but it's fairly easy to get to a number where you can be comfortable and, and at least not lose money from grazing. Because that's something I would definitely hate to see is if somebody just went out there with the same value they have in the past, it's going to cost you to graze that wheat in, yeah. in a pretty big way. But that's that's really a real quick uh, rundown of what I think cost of gain will be. Feel free to reach out to me uh, or Josh, even better. You know, he might not want to talk about the numbers. but <laughs> Well, that's, that's a good point. I mean, with the price of fertilizer, the price of nitrogen, and the price of wheat right now, Where's that trade-off being grain only versus dual purpose? I mean, from a the wheat producer standpoint, we've always said that, you know, diversifying, having some dual purpose out there, getting that extra revenue, are we better off just to, when we just transition to start looking at grain only? Yeah, that's the difficult part is I've seen a lot of producers who are grain only the plant early. Yeah. So they're getting that grazing penalty anyway. Yeah. And... I don't know at what point we got to where September 15th was the day to start planting no matter what you were doing. But you know that, that mid-October time frame, if you're just going grain only, is is the where you need to be. And a lot of people got pushed back because of lack of rainfall. So we might be set up pretty good to just go grain only at this point. And I, just, I would just say be incredibly critical of what you're doing because that wheat crop is worth more than it has been in the last several years. So protect that grain yield and the grain price and things will probably take care of themselves. If you want to diversify, make sure you're getting enough money to justify going through that through that process. And on the other hand, we've kind of had open fall. We've Some guys have gotten timely rains. Uh, we've starting to see some wheat really take off this past week. Uh, so there might be some grazing opportunities out there, but I just always hate seeing guys turn out on, you know, two leaves wheat, expecting the wheat to really catch up while it's being grazed. And I think that 10% grazing penalty we assign as a general rule of thumb if we're pushing it too early or hammering that wheat too hard i mean we can really see upwards of 50 percent grain yield loss oh, wow. just from that penalty so well yeah i mean you're harvesting sunlight and if your plant doesn't have any leaves yeah you're not harvesting much sunlight <laughs> or you don't have a good root system they're pulling up plants i mean you're thinning out your crop <laughs> right right well, that's all good stuff uh, just think about it and be critical of your operation like i said we're always here to help Thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you would like to hear more or follow up on the discussed topics, please reach out to your local county extension agent. OSU has a presence in all 77 counties with educators eager to assist you. Also, please consider checking the description for links to our social media pages and further information pertinent to the conversation. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.